The account of Noah and the flood in the book of Genesis is a story we can still learn from today and we still see signs of. It's one of the great evidences as a Christian. There's many lessons we can learn from it and that still apply to us today. Today we'll compare what that was as baptism is for us today. Before we get to the flood, we see in Genesis chapter 1 that God said the earth was good. He says seven times just in chapter 1 that the earth was good. In Genesis chapter 1, verse, verse 31 says, And God saw everything that he had made, and behold, it was very good. And the evening and the morning were the sixth day. The earth started with no sin. When we are born, we, we can't sin. And we don't, we don't begin with sin like the earth did. When a baby is born, it doesn't know what's right or wrong, so it can't sin. And it doesn't know what sin is. Romans chapter 3 verse 23 says, For all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. Eventually we come to an age where we can understand that we can do wrong and we can do right. Most people today are like the people on Noah's time. Please turn with me to chapter 6 and verse 12. Chapter 6 verse 12. And God looked upon the earth, and behold, it was corrupted. For all flesh had corrupted his way upon the earth. These people at the point where they were smart enough to know they were doing wrong and continued to do it anyway. They were choosing to disobey God. So knowing that we would sin, God had a plan to save us from our sins. He was going to send his son as a sacrifice so that we could be saved from our sins. Mark 16, 16 says, He who believes and is baptized shall be saved, but he that doth not believe will be condemned. The earth was full of sin at this time. And if, if, now we read verse 5 and 7. 5 through 7. And God saw that the wickedness of man was great in the earth, and that every imagination of their thoughts of his heart was only evil continually. And it repented the Lord that he had made man on the earth, and it grieved him at his heart. And the Lord said, I will destroy man whom I have created from the face of the earth, both man and beast and creeping things and fowls of the air, for it repent of me that I have made them. The earth today is still full of sin. Most of the people we see every day are not Christians. God had planned to save man before he made Adam and the earth. God knew man was going to sin and disobey him. And he still made us knowing that we would sin. At this time in history, there was not a gov- God had not set up a government yet. So there was no earthly law as to what man should do and what, we shouldn't, and what they shouldn't do. There was no earthly punishment for, what, if, for if they sinned or not. With no government, we read in verse 5 that most of the world disobeyed God. Everyone did what they wanted, and they did, if they, anything they wanted to do, they would. It might be hard to imagine today if we didn't have a government set up. We wouldn't have a lot of the functions that we have in businesses, and money probably wouldn't work because we have to agree upon money working. If we could only follow God, we would not understand what the bad side of life was. If the only option was to follow God, then we wouldn't know how good we had it. So God gave us a choice if we wanted to follow him or not. 
people wonder why God didn't just make it like that. But if he did, there would be, there would be nothing to tell us how good we had it. Noah at this time, we see Noah and his family were faithful to God. He saves only the ones that follow him. And still today is saving the ones that follow him and do his commandments. Ephesians chapter 2 and verse 8 says, For by grace are you saved through faith, and not of yourselves, it is the gift of God. There is a need for salvation. And we see God save, his fa- save Noah and his family from the, from the flood with the ark. Because, of, because they were faithful. Today God saves us if we are baptized. We can see God's plan of salvation for us today is much the same way as God saved Noah and his family. In First Peter, he makes this, he makes the same comparison. First Peter chapter three, and we'll read, read verses twenty through twenty-one. First Peter chapter three, verse twenty through twenty-one. Which sometimes were disobedient, when once the long suffering of God waited in the days of Noah, while the ark was a preparing, wherein few is few that is eight souls were saved by water. The like figure whereunto even baptism doth now also save us, not the putting away of the filth of the flesh, but the answer of good conscience towards God, by the resurrection of Jesus Christ. We see Peter make the same comparison as the flood to what baptism is for us today. Knowing this, we can see more things that are like baptism for us. There is only one door to the ark, and there is only one way to God. Please turn with me to John chapter seven, and we'll, uh, John chapter ten, and we'll read verse seven through nine. John chapter ten, verse seven through nine. And said Jesus unto them again, Very, very, I say unto you, I am the door of the sheep. All that ever come before me are thieves and robbers, but the sheep did not hear them. I am the door. By man, by me, if any man enter in, he shall be saved and shall go in and out and find pastures. Just like there's only one door to the ark to get in and out, there's only one way we can get into heaven. We see that there were, we we see that there are many that do not follow his commandments. Only eight people entered the ark and were saved. In Matthew seven verse thirteen through fourteen, we read that it is a straight and narrow way that leads to heaven, and a broad and narrow way that leads to hell. In Genesis chapter six verse fourteen, we can see some of how the ark was constructed. We'll read verse 14 of Genesis chapter 6. Make thee an ark of gopher wood. Room shalt thou make in it in the ark, and shalt pitch it within and without with pitch. And this is the fashion which thou shalt make it. Of the length of it shall be three hundred cubits, and the breadth of it fifty cubits, and height of it thirty cubits. We read that the ark was covered in pitch on the inside and outside. It covered the wood of the ark like our sins are covered by Jesus' blood. 
The pitch made the ark waterproof. And Jesus' blood keeps us from the wrath of God. There was 33,750 square feet of forest space in the ark. So there was plenty of room in the ark, and there's enough room for us today in heaven. Everyone that was faithful at this time went into the ark and was saved. Today, if we are faithful, everyone will be to heaven, will go to heaven, if you are faithful. We'll turn to Deuteronomy chapter 14, verse 2. When we are in the ark, we are separated from the world. Deuteronomy chapter 14, and we'll read verse 2. Chapter 14, verse 2. For thou art an holy people unto the Lord thy God, and the Lord hath chosen thee to be a peculiar people unto himself, above all nations that are upon the earth. This says we are separate from the earth. We're still in it, but we need, to be, we need to be separated from them. Not as in physically, but we are different. We are going to have all that we need when we are in the ark. Chapter 21 God tells Noah to put all the food that they would need and everything that they would need in there. So when we are saved, we have everything we need. There is nothing that can take us out but ourselves. Romans chapter, chapter 8, verse 38 through 39 tells us this. We understand that it takes work to get in the ark. If Noah simply just believed, he would not have been saved. Today, we need to continue to work, and we need to continue to stay faithful. This was a comparison that we can understand and learn from today. If we've been drifting away and, and would like to have the prayers of the church, or would like to be baptized, please come forward now as we stand and sing.